Welcome everyone to another episode of the Live Better podcast. I am Carmen with Centric Federal Credit Union and I am here today with Centric's Senior Vice President of Accounting and Finance. His name is Billy Joyner. Tell us a little about yourself, Billy. Hey, thanks Carmen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I am a uh, I'm a graduate from ULM in accounting. I've been a uh, lifelong resident of Washtenaw Parish. I've been with Centric for eight years, and it's the best decision I ever made. Well, thank you for being here, and I know Centric appreciates everything you do for us. Um, anytime I have any kind of accounting questions, I'm always like, Billy, can you please help? Um, he's so smart and so good on that stuff, which is why we've asked him today to talk about tax filing. Now, Centric does, you know, we don't tell people how to, you know, file their taxes, what things to file on their tax or anything like that. That is not what we're here for. But we are here for you just to give you some tips on what things you need to pre- be prepared for. Um, that you might get in the mail or stuff like that so you know what you're supposed to be collecting um so to start us off I want to ask you know it can seem like a lot of things that we have to gather what are some things that um we should be putting on like a checklist when we're preparing to file our taxes well it really it really deter- it really depends on how your certain situation is uh whether you know if if you're a just a just a regular old old uh just a regular person with not a lot of investments or anything like that all you're really gonna be looking for is is your 1090 uh, is your uh w-2 from your employer that's primarily what you'll need if you're just a kind of just a simpler a simple man right (laughs) uh um so that's kind of all you would need if if you're just a regular joe with no investments or anything would be just a just your 10 just your w-2 um from your employer now if you're a if you're an individual who may have some investments or some interest earning accounts, you would be looking for, along with your W-2, you'd be looking for some 1099 uh, forms that would come from your financial institution that would uh, tell you how much earned interest you had for the year. And that's something that you would need uh, to file your taxes. Now, if you have a, a home loan or a mortgage at an institution, You'd also be looking for a, uh, a 1098 form. A 1098 is a is a form that uh, your lender provides you, uh, letting you know how much uh, interest you have paid um, on, on that mortgage, because th- that mortgage interest is deductible if you itemize your deductions. So uh, that that's some that's another thing that you could look for uh, if you have an IRA or any kind of any any type of uh, retirement account. Uh, you'd be looking for a 1099R. Uh, that that a 1099R just it just tells you it tells you uh, what kind of um, withdrawals that you've had from your uh, retirement account for that year. And then also for the retirement accounts, um, they also issue you a 5498 form, which tells uh, tells you the the balance of your IRA at the end of the year. So that's something that you also need for your for your uh, tax filings. Um, it also tells you how much you've contributed to your IRA because that's also tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different forms uh, that you would need to file your taxes, but it really, it's really uh, specific on, on the person who's filing. So it really determines uh, what kind of forms you would actually need. To. Okay. Yeah. No, um, last year I bought a home and, um, up until that point, you know, I was single, living at home, had graduated college, so I only knew a few things. And then that came in the mail. I was like, oh, gosh, what do I do with this? Um, 
Yeah, so like you said, it all depends on your situation. Can you tell us about, so first off, does these kinds of documents, these automatically, the institutions and companies or whoever sends these to us, they automatically send these, correct? Yeah, you don't you don't normally have to request them. Um, some institutions, um, uh, like Centric and Specific, uh, Centric specifically, uh, we only send 1099 uh, interest forms to, to individuals who had over $10 worth of earned interest for the year. Um, and you'd only get a 1090, uh, 1098, 1098, which is the mortgage interest if you've only had, if you've only paid $600 or more of interest. So uh, that's just, that's a financial uh, institution specific um, what they, what they kind of, uh, the limits they put on theirs to, before they send them out. But Normally, you wouldn't have to request those. They would send them out um, based off the, the company specific, uh, the specific um, limitations that the that the that the company has uh, has set. But you know, even though that even though you don't get a ten ninety nine or a ten ninety eight, um, that any amount that you earned or mm-hmm. paid is, is a uh, is an amount that you want to you want to take into account when you're filing your taxes. So that's saying if that's not saying that. If you only earn eight dollars worth of interest, that you you don't have to report it. Yeah. Uh, that's even though you even though even though you didn't get a ten ninety nine for it, um, you would you would still need to um, report it. Okay. Um. So when do these documents typically go out? Do they go out like in December, January, typical first of year, or like end of year? Well, I, I would say um, here at Centric, we we send all of our forms out uh, at the end of the year on the end of the year statements. Um, so any any 1099 uh, interest form or a 1098 mortgage interest form mm-hmm. uh, would be on your end of end of year statement. Um, other other institutions or other lenders or brokers, uh, I'm not. It really determines on um, really really depending on kind of how they have have their. Uh, program set up okay and i will say for anyone who um you know a lot of my personal statements and stuff are electronic and different things make sure um you know when you're checking those at the end of the year the beginning of the year before you file your taxes check those documents and really pay attention to your statements because like billy said those will be attached a lot of times to your end of year beginning of your statements um and so you don't want to you know bypass those when you're you know checking your stuff so when we have like there's so many documents like you said and we do have to consider um what our personal situations are if we are you know if we're single and we just have a job and we don't have you know a lot of investments then we can you know it's kind of simple to file your tax if you've got a business or you've got a lot of investments, it can get a little more complicated. What things should we take into consideration when we're deciding, you know, there's online options and there's options as going to like CPA businesses or a personal CPA. What should we consider when deciding what way we're doing that? Well, it all comes back to uh, how comfortable you are. Um, are you comfortable with, with doing your own? Are you comfortable with um, getting some online software to help you uh, or would you rather you know go to your local cpa and let them do it i would say that for the for the majority of uh, of us probably listening to this podcast that a simple uh a simple uh 1040 form is what we're probably using a 1040a form or a 1040ez form that's when we file our taxes and those can be uh, completed easily with um an online software, or you know, you can e- actually just print the forms off on online and, and do them to your, do them yourself. But 
I would definitely say if, if you've got a business or you own real estate or you have a lot of investments and you're not comfortable with, with filing your taxes, I would definitely reach out to to some folks that you, that you feel comfortable with that can help you. Um, you know, there's a lot of software available that will walk you through all these different scenarios step by step to 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 make you more comfortable to help you help you through the process. So it's really it really comes back to how comfortable you are with doing your own or, you know, if you want to reach out to somebody to help you, then I think whatever you're comfortable with will be uh, will be good enough. Yeah. No, I know that um, as, you know, things get a little more complicated, there was a year that I kind of did some, like, on-the-side work, whatever, and when it starts getting a little more complicated, right, other than just a regular basic, getting a W-2 from your company, it does get a little complicated, and no matter how much Googling you do, sometimes it is just beyond, you know, a simple people's minds. It's a very um, large aspect to think about. So, yes, I also encourage you to just think about those kind of things. Yeah, so a, a lot of people, you know, they get really nervous when you start talking about taxes and, and everything like that because what you don't want is a surprise visitor mm-hmm. at your door, right? So you always want to, you know, uh, be cognizant of what you're doing, how you're filing it, and making sure that you trust the person who's doing it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I trust myself a lot. So, you know, <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather try to do it myself than try to trust somebody else with uh, some of my information. So Yeah. And that's another good thing to keep in mind is, you know, if you are going to reach out to a personal person, a personal person, a business or anything, you want to make sure that they, you know, have everything that they need and they have backing and they have reviews and all that stuff that that way you're, you know, you're going to someone who's, you know, not going to, you know, do things that will end you up in some type of trouble. Um, so just make sure you're, you know, looking into those kinds of things when you're choosing, if you decide to choose a person to go to. Yeah, most definitely. So I know that, you know, the goal at the end of the day is to, you know, break even. Don't get money back. Don't give money. You want the bottom number to be zero because if you're giving money, then you're basically giving the government free, no interest, low money to go spend when you could be spending that money. Um, But if you do get a tax refund and if you, you know, don't adjust any kind of withholdings and look and see why that you're getting money back, if you do get your money back, how would you suggest we spend it? Well, I am a saver and a budgeter at heart. So um, any any money that's not in my budget um, goes goes to one of two things. It goes to pay down debt uh, first and foremost, if I have any, and then it would go to to savings. Um, yeah, so I definitely don't want to to um, kind of just blow this money. Mm-hmm. If if I was uh, if I was able to get a re- refund, I would either first and foremost pay down debt or uh, save it. That's good. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people like to. Um, there's a couple of things I've realized um, is that they either. I know people who have quit their jobs because they got a tax refund so big. Um, again, we want to see why we're getting such a big tax refund because that's free money the government's getting to um, use for all of their investments when you could use them for your personal investments. Um, and they'll quit their job and you know live off that for a little bit and look for a new one. Or they'll just go blow it. And I'm like, oh, no, like, what it, What else could you do with that? You know, if you do want to spend it and, you know, you don't want to save it or pay off debt, um, spend it wisely. Centric, we do encourage you to pay off your debt. Um, you know, tackle your smallest debt. Or, you know, first off, let's create an emergency fund. You should have at least $1,000 in emergency fund so that if anything happens, you're not having to go into more debt to cover it. Um, but if you do decide to spend it, Try to make sure that you're using it wisely. Um, maybe you're looking for a new car. You're about to get a new home. 
put that as a down payment. Um, buy items that, you know, you'll need next year. Um, the best time to buy summer clothes is in the winter and the best time to buy winter clothes is in the summer. So make sure you're thinking ahead. And, um, another huge tip I love is I know people who they know every year when school rolls around, their kids are going to need paper and notebooks and pens and binders. Go ahead and buy some of those things with that tax refund. So you don't have to make sure that's going into your monthly budget. Um, but again, yes, I agree with Billy. I like to pay off my debt and I like to save my money so that, you know, that continues to work for me. So as we close out, before we go, um, you know, there was something that actually somebody else brought to my attention when I was going through all this stuff and doing my research on taxes and all that. And it was something called required minimum distributions. Um, I had to Google that. I had no clue what that was. Um, For anybody else who's like me and has no clue what that was, um, that is about retirement things. And at certain ages and all that stuff, you have to you know, you have to take out certain amounts and everything. Is there anything we should be keeping in mind um, when we're doing our taxes and anything we should keep in mind when we're, you know, preparing for end of year financially? So the, so the RMDs, you know, for end of year RMDs, uh, the RMDs are just for, for required minimum distributions for individuals that are over 70 and a half. Uh, those are simple calculations based off your your account balance and your, your age and how many years uh, you have left to live. Uh, in regards to your filing at the end of the year, you know, if you take a an RMD out of your retirement account, you will be issued a 1099-R, which is, uh, you know, we talked about that earlier, which is just a simple form that says, hey, look, you took you took um, an X amount of, of funds out of your account. Uh, this was the tax that was withheld. This was the uh, this was a state and federal tax that was a, that was withheld. And, you know, that that's what you would need to use to file your returns. Um and you'd also, you know, if you have an individual retirement account, you would get a fifty four ninety eight that I talked about earlier, which this just tells the it tells you and and the government how much money you actually have in your uh, IRA account at each individual uh, institution. So that's that's really um, all that you really would need for the fifty four ninety eights for end of the year tax filings. That's such good information to know. I know that I'm um, a little bit on the younger spectrum, but that is good information to know. And you know, as I get older. Um, what how do we know like when we get to that point how will we know what that required minimum is does someone let us know do we have to figure that out ourselves how does that work now here at centric we we kind of send a a form when when you're of the eligible age to to take uh to begin taking the rmds we send you a form every year letting you know how much that you are required to take out of your uh ra account that doesn't mean that you have to take it out at centric um, some some uh, individuals have retirement accounts uh, at multiple institutions. The form that we send out just says, "Hey, look for the for the funds that you have here at Centric, you are required to take X amount out. You don't have to take them out at Centric. Um, you're you can actually take them out at any account that you have. So you know it's just an inform- informative uh, form that we send out uh, on a yearly basis." Uh, we usually send it out uh, probably um, around the around April of the of the of the of the current year. So you have uh, between April and December to take it out. And if you don't take it out or let us know that you took it out somewhere else, Centric will um, uh, do that transaction for you on your behalf and send you a uh, 1099R form at the end of the year. Okay, that's good to know. Um, 
Well, thank you, Billy, so much for being here, answering all these questions. Um, I know, like you've said, you know, taxes can kind of be a scary thing. Um, it's just sort of something that we're all forced to do. We don't all know a lot of information about. Um, I hope everyone listening, you know, was able to get, you know, good notes and good tips on what you should do and how to get prepared for that. Um, it'll be here quicker than we know. Um, but thank you, Billy, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I would just like to say, you know, uh, they are uh, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of places locally uh, that have free tax filing for folks that uh, have that meet qual- certain qualifications. So if if you're uncertain of of where to go to start the tax filing process, visit visit the local library. They have some some services there that can help you. Um, you know, uh, or also you know just speak with one one of our financial counselors here at the credit union. And we can get you in touch with somebody. Thank you, Billy, for that information. That is so helpful. Um, again, I hope everyone listening, you know, has gotten some good tips and, you know, found out more information about what they're needing to do come, you know, tax season. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next month with another episode of the Live Better podcast. You can find out more information about today's topics and others at mycentric.org. <laughs>